We are live from the Impact Media Studio West 4. Strong style. The Impact Media weekly venture into MMA, pro wrestling, and all combat sports in between. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Thank you guys for joining us once again. Uh, we're doubling up last week and this week. Uh, last week was a busy week. Uh, things we're going to get into today, we are going to get into PFL 5 and 6. Yep, the thing I actually attended. We'll talk about the playoffs a little bit coming up in August there. UFC had a couple big events, fight nights. we got another one coming up later on. We're going to talk New Japan. Of course, they've had some uh, big-time matches on television recently, including a big title change, a couple of them. We're going to talk Forbidden Door, we're going to talk Money in the Bank, and of course, Against All Odds. We're pretty much going to hit all the big shows that have happened here recently. But first, as always, if you want to follow the show, leave a question, comment, review, suggestion, uh, smiley face, your favorite emoji, uh, or tell us we just plain out suck. That's fine, we can take it. Then uh, go to anywhere you find a podcast. You can also search for us on any of the social media just by putting in um, Impact Media, Jeremy York, The Impact. You can put in Strong Style. There's all kinds of different things you can put in. Obviously, at Team Impact Media on Twitter, we'll get nothing but the show posts and tweets. 3endzone at gmail.com is how you get in touch with all things Impact Media. It's an old email, but we use it for the show. It's, it's totally cool. And, of course, at the Impact 99 we'll find myself and all my amazing, uh, wonderful, expansive, random messages and, and posts and things like that, including, hey, just um, just this Monday, I, I did the Peachtree Road Race. This was the third one I have done. Uh, the correct way to say it is officially I survived it. That is, that is what you do. It's uh, It's... I won't say a war of attrition because everybody finishes. Hopefully everybody finishes. Uh, and if you didn't, I hope you're okay. But, uh, yeah, it took, me, it took me about an hour and a half to do this one. Usually about what it takes. It was a little slower this year than last year, but I uh, got a little banged up. Took on a couple injuries throughout the race that I uh, just wasn't going to push. But I was only three minutes off my face, so I, I feel pretty good about that. Hopefully you guys are out there. Hopefully you guys are active. If you listen to this show, there's a pretty good chance that you are out there and you are active in whatever skills, whatever activity you want. I, I tell people, it's just like uh, DDP, who was at the PFL events, just like DDP says with his yoga. You, you don't start off, you know, running. You, if, if you're, maybe you're somebody who has uh, trouble getting out of bed or somebody who has uh, trouble getting off the couch and and uh, not not because you're lazy but because of actual physical things and hey you start somewhere you start a little bit of movement now you start I mean he's got a great program by the way and he's not even paying me to say that uh, you start small you you, uh, you you get out there and you just keep being active and you keep building up and building up and building up and eventually eventually you you uh, get to your attainable goals and uh, that's something I'm going to work on. There's some things. Uh, I get a little bit of downtime. Not going to be covering anything for a little while. So, uh, I mean, unless there's a wild rumor that I may address if I remember it. But uh, outside of that, going to have a little bit of downtime to, to focus on these shows and do some fun things for you guys. So hopefully you guys enjoy those. But now, let's get to the thing that I attended. And, of course, that would be PFL. 
let's start with five pfl5 because that is the thing that we last talked about here let's find that real quick pfl5 is that one right there let's start with it i'm going to go over some of these some of the ones uh, i will throw in little notes here and there on Uh, some of them uh, may not have much to say. Uh, in the first one, Brendan uh, Lochnane took on Ago Huskick. I believe Ago was a last-minute replacement. It didn't really matter. Brendan uh, Lochnane was, uh, he won the decision. He he got a little roughed up. He was, uh, his left eye was, it was opening a little bit more as we talked to him in the post-fight press conference. Those are fantastic, by the way, if you ever get a chance to be a part of those. Uh, but uh, Brendan's going to be somebody to look out for in the featherweight division. Not to be outdone, Ryoji Kudo with the stoppage in round number one, 252 into it over Alejandro Flores. That was uh, stopped because of punches. KO punches at that. Uh, Kudo. That guy was great. That guy, super cool. He was fun to talk to as well. That moved us to the third fight of the night where Juan Adams... Got his chance to showcase his skill. He gets the TKO victory over Sam Kai in round number two, two and a half minutes into it. You want to talk about a personality and a fun, fun guy. Juan Adams, man. And uh, unless I'm confusing him, I believe he said he is a teacher in his downtime. So shout out to his class coming up this fall. And shout out to Juan. Uh, incredible, incredible guy. Fantastic story. Uh, scored a lot of points. Did not get a chance to move on because they only had the one fight but uh in the in the heavyweight division man i'd watch out for juan adams if he gets invited back next year he's got a good chance to be up there uh back to the featherweight division lance palmer with a big unit unanimous decision win over shaman moraes uh dennis goldsov with the unanimous decision over maurice green that was a little bit of a surprise to people I was not surprised by almost any outcome in the PFL because anybody has a chance if they're there. There's, there's, uh, it's the way fighting works. The cool thing about Dennis is that uh, for the longest time, we didn't think he was going to clear medical enough to come talk to us. But then we heard over the radio uh, for our, our uh, contact that we had right there in the room that, uh, no, Dennis wants to do media. And uh, he was actually kind of not really fighting, that's the wrong word there. He was uh, kind of bucking the system there that he needed to get through medical because he wanted to come talk to us. So, Dennis, we appreciate it. Absolutely appreciate it. But it's totally cool. You know, in week number one, we did not get to talk to Amari. He was the only winner we didn't get to talk to because he uh, went to the hospital to get checked out. I believe he's good. He just wanted, he wanted to get checked out. I think he broke his hand or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but, he, you know. So appreciate Dennis Kolsoff saying no. I'm I'm gonna go talk to those guys, and he did. He was a good. He was a good conversation. Um, I'm gonna edit some of these. I gotta edit some of these videos, but I'm gonna throw up some clips of some of the press conferences from there. Try to find some of the the better parts or the juicier parts, or maybe I'll just make it a little bit about myself and just the times I ask him questions. But I'm just messing with you guys. Um, Bubba Jenkins gets the unanimous decision over Ronaldo Exon in the featherweight division. Uh, Bubba's fun. Bubba come in. He is he is definitely a uh, a character as well. He's not playing it up. I, it's very much the uh, the WWE the pro wrestler thing that 
they say that sometimes the best versions of you, the most entertaining versions of you, are just your personality turned up to 11. Well, that's, that's Bubba Jenkins, and I, I feel like he's that way a lot. And he talked about his students, that he coaches and does things like that, so shout out to them as well. Uh, you got a good teacher there. Uh, we jump back to the heavyweight division where Ante uh, Delea got the unanimous decision over Shelton Graves. A lot of people had Shelton picking that one up. Well, Ante had better things to do. Uh, Ante, another fun guy. He's another fun guy. Um, even talking through an interpreter, he had some great things to say. Like I said, you guys are going to enjoy this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down, hopefully over the next week or so, put a lot of these together and post these up. And hopefully you guys enjoy them. Uh, that moves us to Chris Wade. This is when things got interesting. Chris Wade with the 1 minute and 10 second into the round number 1 TKO over Kyle Bochniak. Who's no slouch. But Chris Wade might win this whole thing. And the only thing that will get in his way, or the only thing that could get in his way, is himself. Because he came in, and at times during the press conference, he got very fired up. What was he fired up about? Well, he doesn't like that Bubba Jenkins was running his mouth about uh, yeah, Brendan Lognane and and uh, Bubba Jenkins. He said he said both did not like that they were running their mouth about. Uh, didn't care so much about himself, but things about his family. I guess I, I did not hear the exact quotes, but these were things that Chris was saying, and he says. Uh, you, you, there's certain things you don't do, and those two did it. So he was hoping that he got one of them in the playoffs, and he was hoping he got to go through the other one because he was going to destroy them. And I believe him. I believe him because other. I mean, you could just hear the passion in his voice. He is very fired up. He's he's again, you know, just come off a big win too. So the testosterone and and the uh, the adrenaline is still surging at that point. Um, but yeah. He, it's so much. It's so cool when uh, he was one. He talked about his daughter and and uh, the, the the achievements she's had recently, and uh, that he unfortunately had to fight, so and uh, could not make it to one of her celebrations for uh, her latest achievement. But uh, you can tell where these guys' motivations are, and and the women as well. And for Chris, it's it's his family, and for Bubba Jenkins, it's his family, and for for a lot of these guys, it's family. It's they always talk about that. So. Uh, good for Chris Wade. He, like I said, he was fun. He was fiery. He was, he was, he was pretty, pretty intense. But he also backed off and uh, got into some really cool things as well. Like I said I'll be working on those here soon. Um, then kind of, kind of the upsets. There was upsets throughout the night, but then it it kind of got interesting. Hanan uh, Ferreira loses the unanimous decision to Clitson Abreu. Abreu, man, he put it on him. He put it on him. I, we we pretty much had it at least two rounds to to one. A couple people had it 3-0. I, I, we had it 29-28 um, for Clitson. It, it made a lot of sense to us, but uh, Clitson, another another good conversation. And uh, anytime Brazil fries Brazil, you have no idea what's going to happen. Good for Clitson. Then... Everybody said, oh, Anthony Pettis, a uh, former UFC guy, he's just going to step in here. He's going to be the number one contender, and he's going to, uh, he, he's, you know, he doesn't even have to really fight this fight. I think he's going to, you know, be top no matter what he's in, no matter what. And uh, he, he should just easily uh, just push this, probably win by decision over Stevie Ray. Well, 
nothing personal to the pro wrestling world, but this is not pro wrestling. The obvious is not always so obvious. Now, pro wrestling does a good job of that, too. But um, if Anthony Pettis was the uh, penciled-in winner, automatic winner here, somebody forgot to tell Stevie Ray Scotland's finest. Because Stevie Ray put on the twister. He, it was a, uh, a full-body twister to where Anthony Pettis, I think he uh, pulled some things in his rib area. I think he's going to be okay. But uh, Anthony Pettis taps almost four minutes into round number two, and uh, the, the media room exploded when that happened because uh, I'm not going to say we were counting Stevie Ray out. I, I had said since week one, I was like, look, given the way this, these things can play out, at some point, what's to say Stevie Ray doesn't pull this off next week, meaning last week now, and sure enough, Stevie Ray does. Now, you talk about somebody that's fun. Stevie Ray come in. We asked him about things like that. We said, you know, a lot of people coming in were saying, oh, Anthony Pettis is the, the top guy, and Anthony Pettis is just going to cruise his way to the playoffs and this and that, and, and didn't, didn't, you know, didn't put a lot of confidence in your corner. What do you say to that? And he said, that's fine. Keep counting me out. That's fine with me. I'll just keep winning, keep doing my thing. And here's the fun part. These two are going to rematch in the first round of the playoffs. The one seed Pettis versus the four seed Ray, who completely upset the apple cart in the lightweight division. And uh, I'll go over the playoff scenarios here in a minute. But yeah, good on Stevie Ray, and he is having a fantastic European vacation right now. He will be—I think he's back in the gym already. But uh, he took a few days out with the family, I believe, to uh, to go see some some parts of Europe and things like that, and he is uh, right back in it because he knows you got Pettis once, means you're going to have to work harder to get him again, and I tend to think he might get him again. And then the main event, Matthias Scheifel with the unanimous decision win over Bruno Capaloza. Now, Matthias, Matthias was very fun to talk to as well out of Brazil. This surprised some people too. Everybody thought Capaloza was just gonna just cruise with it. Well, au contraire, mon frère. Well, let's try again. <laughs> but that was PFL five, PFL six. Now I do want to say that the people of the PFL. Not only do you guys know how to throw an excellent event, uh, the OTE arena is just hands down the place to hold these things. I, I would almost say that uh, Bellator and UFC, if you would like to come to Atlanta, you should consider the OTE arena. It is built for something like this. That is uh, pretty crazy. And uh, also to the PFL, uh, your hospitality, bar none off the charts. And uh, I definitely appreciate it, and so did uh, the other members of the press, media members. Uh, we had a great time. We, uh, we we never felt like second-class citizens. It can happen in the media sometimes. Just Everybody does events differently, and sometimes you feel welcome, sometimes you don't. I felt like I had been with the PFL since day one. I, I felt like I was a member of the organization, and so did a lot of people. Uh, just a uh, super good time and, and very much appreciate uh, their hospitality. I think it's just the best way to put it. Now let's get to P let's PFL 6. This was just this past weekend. That means this was the last round of fights in the PFL. Let's start with the first fight out of the gate where Olena Kolesnik 
that Harry Potter fanatic. Oh yeah, we talked a lot of Harry Potter during the press conference and I actually talked to her afterwards because for some weird reason I was wearing Harry Potter socks. We were talking about Harry Potter. Things you don't think you would talk about at an MMA event, but were fantastic. She gets Elena gets the big win over Vanessa Mello. She won that fight. She won two rounds to one. Easy. She might have had all three rounds. Uh, Elena, so much energy, so much pride. She is from the Ukraine. You know, I, we stay out of politics, but she is from the Ukraine. She was wearing a uh, a pro Ukraine shirt. Uh, just so much energy, so much excitement. Elena, so much fun to talk to. Uh, by far one one of my favorites. Uh, just like I said, just so high energy and not afraid to uh, to just talk about anything. And like I said, we end up talking Harry Potter. That's I mean, there you go. In the next fight, Martina Yindrova. Let me say that correctly, Martina Yindrova. With the TKO win, four minutes and four seconds into round number one over Zamzagul Fazalanova. Zamzagul put up a good fight. But Martina was not going to be stopped. She put it on her quickly. And Martina is going to be a problem in this division. She she is somebody. It's going to have to go through her. Elena is, is going to have to buck up, you know. And, uh, not to be outdone in fight number three. I may go through all the... the uh, no, I won't. I'm just going to go up the card. Uh, not to be outdone. Marina Maknatkina with the split decision win over Abigail Montez. This was one that surprised some people. I had it pretty even. I thought Maknatina did a little bit more. I had it at like 55-45. I think she did more than enough to, to win. Abigail, man, she she throws some bombs. But Marina was answering her, and Marina was staying on top of her, and she was staying in control, and that's how you get the win. Now, Marina was fantastic as well to talk to. Not afraid to answer anything. Uh, she didn't hide behind the translator. Sometimes people do that. Nobody in the PFL does. Uh, but Marino's fantastic. I will definitely post some of hers up because she was uh, she was super cool. Uh, then we get our first uh, men's fight as Magomed Umalatov got the TKO victory over Jara Al Salari. Jara is no slouch. Jara is a, just a beast of a fighter. And Magomed made him almost look silly. Three minutes and 33 seconds into round number one. By the way, that would be a great cast three. All threes across the board if you wanted to do that. Uh, and then he was super cool. Umalatov, man, he once again threw a translator. But uh, even afterwards, uh, myself and the main PFL uh, media contact that, that was in charge of all of us and, and uh, bringing the fighters in and things like that, uh, we were trying to figure out how to say his name correctly. So she says, why don't you just ask the translator? So we actually walked over the translator, Alex. Alex was uh, the Russian translator. Uh, Eduardo was the uh, Portuguese. He did a little bit of Spanish when he needed to, but Portuguese, it's so much... It's so much greater when you get translators that put the emotion of what the players or what the the people are saying into what they're saying a lot of people you hear these people get fired and you get passionate and you and you hear the translator and they're like this was good 
I liked the fight. I'm glad I won. Yeah, I don't feel the emotion. No, but it just Alex and Eduardo, man, they were just on it. Shout out to them. But Alex actually said he said it is uh he said it's Umolotov. And uh the closer we kept getting to say it, we finally knew when we hit it, when uh, myself and the media contacts said it about the same time. And Magomed looked up, gave us the thumbs up, and uh, through, the, through Alex, the translator, said, I appreciate you taking the time to try to learn how to say my name. You're welcome, Magomed. I appreciate that you wanted to put on a show and show everybody uh, how good you really are. Next up, Larissa Pacheco. She had dinner plans as well as uh, 2 minutes and 39 seconds into round number 1. She gets the TKO victory over Jenna Fabian. Jenna is very, very good. You wouldn't have known it because Larissa was just on it. Just bang, bang, over. Uh, Larissa was super cool. Uh, she, wants it, she wanted people to know that this uh, this was about family. This was about... Brazil. This was about um, her being the best she could be. She didn't care who she had to face because there is, you know, there's a couple big dogs in that division. She said she didn't care who she had to face. That uh, she won three years ago. She won, I think, the first year the PFL debuted. She won the division. Kayla Harrison is back to back after that. And she said if she had to go through Kayla, if she had to go through anybody in this division, she would do it. And it'll be it's gonna be hard to stop. She she has taken on Kayla before. Uh, next fight up was Magomed Magomed Karamov. Now I did not misspeak. His first name is Magomed. His last name is Magomed Karamov. He gets the KO TKO victory over Delano Taylor. Delano's a good fighter, but Magomed Karamov might be one of the best might be one of the best uh, in the division. He, he might be one of, the, one of the best in the world. I mean, it, it would be hard to, to argue. He might be one of the best out there. Uh, he was cool. He was very reserved, very quiet. We got two of these guys in a row. We'll get to the next one in a second. Uh, but Magomed has some good things, too, and he said the same thing, that he was not afraid of anybody. He was was here to fight and win, and uh, he's gonna be hard to stop. Told you we get another quiet guy. Well, Ray Cooper the third, very quiet, not really quiet, but very short and to the point. Um, he got the TKO victory in round number one, just 24 seconds in, over his not brother Brett Cooper who was rocking the Sami Zayn look. Um, I kept looking for the Huluva kick or the Blue Thunder Bomb. It probably would have helped Brett a lot more than uh, just covering up because Ray Cooper the third came out like a man possessed. He was still pretty fiery when he got to us in the, uh, in the press conference. And here is part of why. Is that even though he had the quick victory here, he is currently number five in the rankings. He is the alternate because he did not win in his first match. And uh, he was pretty fired up that 
he felt like he he kind of cost himself the chance. But uh, he's a good dude out of Hawaii. Talked about his family some, and and uh, he always trains with his brothers, and and that's uh, just the the basis for all of his operations. And uh, wish the best for Ray. I mean, if the unfortunate thing something happens to where one of the other four can't make the first round of the playoffs. He steps in as the alternate if he is available. So you got to stay ready. Then we had another upset. And Rory McDonald comes in a lot like Anthony Pettis. Rory McDonald, oh, UFC veteran. Uh, he's uh, He was 23-8-1 uh, and one coming in. Oh, yeah, he's taking on uh, uh, Sadabu C. Oh yeah, this this guy, he's pretty good, but hey, what's he going to do to Rory? I don't know, he's going to win a unanimous decision that I yeah, he he very much did. Rory kept going for the takedown. Sadabu ended ended up getting a couple takedowns when they traded blows. Sadabu had the advantage and uh he was more than appreciative to talk to us because he moved himself into contention with the unanimous decision. And then that left the main event. Kayla Harrison, who stops the stand-in. Caitlin Young, who is a veteran and, and a pioneer in this, uh, in the weight class and in, in the, the world of women's sports. Uh, Caitlin just, when Julia Budd had to pull out injuries, I can't remember exactly what's going on, but she had to pull out of the fight. Uh, Caitlin Young was able to step in. Kayla Harrison praised her and said she is a, a, you know, Kayla said that she was not, would not be able to fight and do the things she did without the efforts of Caitlin Young before her. So, uh, but two and a half minutes in to round number one, this thing got stopped. TKO because of punches. It is, uh, yeah, it's, and talking to Kayla was, it was super cool. Kayla very much represents herself in the public as she does in private. She will talk about anything because we discussed her family some, we discussed different things. I did not get a chance to bring up Impractical Jokers. I know you guys are going to give me crap for that, but uh, is what it is. Uh, and then let's, real quickly, before we get into the rankings, well, no, we can get into the rankings, can we? Let's get into the PFL rankings. The PFL rankings, here we go. Because remember, the top four advance. The top four will advance into uh, one faces four, two versus three. The winners of those meet for a title belt and a million dollars. Start in the featherweight division, which is the 145. Your number one seed is Chris Wade. He will take on the number four seed, Brendan Lognane. Remember, he wanted one of the two. Ryoji Kudo at number two will face Bubba Jenkins. That's going to be a fun fight. Uh, I really think Chris Wade is going to be pulling for Jenkins because he wants to take out Brendan, then he wants to take out Bubba. Now, I think he would happily try to take out Ryoji as well, but that's just, uh, just kind of where he's at. In the heavyweight division, I'm doing them just as they have them. Yeah, just as they have them listed here. Oh, in case it matters, uh, Shaman Moraes is more than likely the uh, alternate, if need be. In the heavyweight division, that's 265. 
Dennis Goltsov is number one. He will face Bruno Capaloza. Uh, and then uh, Antti Delea is going to face Hanan Ferreira. With Klitson Abreu is your potential alternate. Or Juan Adams, even. He's sitting there. Maybe. In the light heavyweight division, that's 205. You got Robert Wilkinson and that amazing fireman mustache. He will be taking on Delon Monty, who is by far the most intense person I have ever spoken to media-wise. But he was he was super cool. Like I wasn't afraid. It's just he was fired up and uh, he pounded one of the promotional drinks, which was great. And then uh, two versus three, you're gonna get Amari. Uh, Akhmedov versus Antonio Carlos Jr. That is going to be a fantastic fight with Josh Silvera as the potential alternate. In the lightweight division, 155, you've got Anthony Pettis, who is going to take on Stevie Ray. Remember, this is a rematch. Will Anthony Pettis have something different from Stevie Ray? Don't know. Because I'll be honest. It's not just because uh, I got to talk to Stevie Ray and he's super cool. Anthony Pettis is one of those fighters that it seems like he has never evolved. What he does works a majority of the time. That's why he's been successful, but I feel like he is the same type of fighter. He's, he's better, but he's the same type of fighter as he was when he started. So if Stevie Ray can evolve and find an even better way or potentially put the same thing on him, then, hey, maybe Stevie Ray wins that one again. Who knows? Closer to August 5th, which is uh, when that fight is the main event, I believe. We will talk more about that. Uh, number two versus number three, you're going to get Olivier Alban Mercier versus Alexander Martinez, who finds his way into it. That's going to be a great fight. Uh, Roush Monfio is the alternate. In the welterweight division, that is 170, you get Rory McDonald, who will take on Magomed Umalatov. Yep. Molotov finds his way in with the big finish. Sadabu C is going to take on Carlos Leal. That should be fun. With Magomed, Magomed Karamov, arguably the best fighter in that division, arguably. He is the number five seed with Ray Cooper the third, actually number six. So those are your potential those are, uh, alternates. In the women's lightweight 155, Larissa Pacheco with two first-round finishes, 12 points. She is the number one seed. She will take on Elena Kolesnik. Elena's going to have to bring that Harry Potter magic with her. Uh, and then number two, Kayla Harrison is going to take on number three, Martina Yendrova. That should be fun. If anybody can give Kayla a run before she gets to Pacheco or Kolesnik, uh, Yendrova is, is going to come out fist of fury. Marina Maknotkina is the number five seed with uh, Julia Butt potentially also there as well. So what does that mean for August 5th? Well, August 5th, we have four fights confirmed. We have Omari Akhmedov versus Antonio Carlos Jr. These are all going to be on ESPN, by the way. Uh, Robert Wilkinson versus Delon Monti. Olivier Aubin Mercier versus Alexander Martinez and Anthony Pettis versus Stevie Ray as the main event. That is all August the 5th. That is in New York. That should be fun.
That should be super fun. Let's talk UFC real quick, right? Let's talk UFC. And that means we will go back to, let's talk about the one over the past weekend. Israel Adesanya with the unanimous decision win over Jared Can uh, Cannonier. Israel won the fight. Did he do the most spectacular thing he did was he his entrance was an ode to the Undertaker. Beyond that, he uh, he just did what he had to to control the entire fight. That's kind of what Adesanya's been doing lately. No no frills, no thrills. Just uh, get in there, get your work done, get out. Well, in the let's skip the co-main. We're going to come back because the uh, the one on the other side, the third biggest fight of the night, Alex Herrera. I don't know if it's Pereira or Herrera. I'm going to go with Herrera. Stops Sean Strickland. Two minutes and thirty-six seconds into round number one. Yep, that's Sean Strickland, who likes to march you down, like to be in your face. Well, he decided he wanted to stand and and uh, and uh, strike with Alex, and Alex reminded him that that's not a good idea. I think Sean will rebound, no big things there. But Alex Herrera has two knockouts of Adesanya in his career. It was both in kickboxing before they both got into this. And Adesanya has even said that, yeah, my next opponent clearly is Alex. And uh, he feels like he kind of came this way to uh, kind of, like he was kind of chasing him down. So let's make this fight happen. Could he beat Israel? I don't know. Book the fight. We'll talk more about it when it gets closer. The best, um, I would say performance of, uh, not performance of the night, one of the performances of the night, because I'm going to get into another one in a minute. Alexander Volkanovsky gets a unanimous decision win over Max Holloway. I didn't have it that close. Um, he keeps his featherweight title. Max needs to go on about a four or five fight win streak if he wants to get back in title contention. Uh, to me, Volk should move on and do some other stuff because uh, Volkanovsky might be the best pound-for-pound -pound fighter in the UFC right now. I'm not going to compare him to other divisions or other, you know, PFL or Bellator or anything. I'm just going to say in the UFC right now, the best pound-for-pound -pound fighter is Alexander Volkanovsky. And what wasn't that? It was a great fight, but it was not surprising. Brian Barbarina with the TKO of Robbie Lawler, uh, almost right there at the end of round number two. Look, these two are going to stand and throw down. Brian Barberina is not big. Uh, he, his motivation is not money. It's not fame. It's not prestige. Uh, it might be a title belt, but he loves to just have barn burner throwdowns with legends. And uh, he's kind of the Randy Orton. He's kind of the legend killer. He, he just he doesn't care. And Robbie Lawler fit the bill. Robbie Lawler was right there with him for the longest time until he wasn't. And uh, he, uh, Brian just found a way to smash Lawler, and I thought it was great. I think Lawler still has more left. I don't have to worry about him going anywhere anytime soon. So uh, good on Barbarina, who I believe is training where Anthony Smith is out in North Carolina right now. So shout out to them and their gym. Uh, Pedro Munoz, we really thought was going to give Sean O'Malley a run. You could argue he was winning the first round 10-9. to In the second round, about halfway through, there was an accidental eye poke. Um, I don't think Pedro was trying to duck out of this fight. It sucks. I don't think you should run this back with Sean O'Malley. I think Sugar Sean should move on to something else. I think Pedro should move on as well because he's, he's a good fighter. I don't think you need to run it back. Just just move him out of the way. Have them both do something positive. Don't demote either one of them because of this. Um, Jim Miller 
submits Donald Cerrone, the cowboy, who promptly retires right after. Great career for Cerrone. Uh, Jim Miller now not only has the most appearances, but he has the most wins in the UFC history. He's probably close to most finishes if he doesn't have that. Uh, Jim Miller's going to probably get a couple more fights in before he's done. Donald Cerrone says he wants to be a mu- uh, wants to be a movie star and uh, hang out with his family, and that's super cool. And this was one of the few where we weren't sad when he. It w- this wasn't a sad, you know, take the gloves off in the in the middle of the octagon. No, this he looked very excited for the next chapter, and he said, you know, my my head's not been in it, my heart's not been in it. I've been doing this for the wrong reasons for the past handful of fights and that's why I haven't been fighting my best he looked great in this fight you just can't get that close to Jim Miller he's going to submit you good for Cerrone um, we will probably try to reach out and have him on the show he's you know super guy he's had a great career and I look forward to the things he's going to do in the future uh, what else oh here we go uh, Julia Stolyarenko with a great submission over Jessica Rose Clark to start the night off. Uh, rumor had it that Jessica said that uh, Julie, Julia kind of held on to it even after she was tapping. Well, none personal, Jessica. I, I'm not, I'm not uh, taking Julia's side. But here's how it works in the octagon. You are to keep the intensity up, whether it's a submission or whether it is punches or whatever you are doing, until you are stopped by the referee. Technically, until the referee stopped it, Julia has every right to hang on to it. She wasn't trying to hurt you. She probably did mess up your arm, and I, for that, I feel really bad. But other than that, good good for Julia Stellarenko and Jessica Rose Clark will rebound and uh, look forward to what she does next. My second one of my second biggest performances of the night. I said Volkanovski. This is my other one, and that is Macy Barber with his unanimous decision. Over Jessica I, who promptly retired as well. She actually beat Cerrone to the punch because it was the second fight. I actually saw the first two fights while I was eating dinner out at a restaurant. And uh, everybody at the table, were uh, they were asking me questions like, I'm the expert. I appreciate that they thought that. There were other people in the restaurant asking me like, uh, oh, well, I think uh, this girl's going to win because of this. And, okay, honestly, that, that, that's very possible. Here's the things I'm looking at in this fight. And I, when I broke it down, I said, I think Julia's going to win. And I think Macy Barber's going to win. Got lucky that I hit those two. Uh, great performance by Macy. Uh, I hate that Jessica is going to retire, but she's got so many other things going on. She, I uh, think she's slightly younger than me. She's got plenty of, she wants to walk away while she can still walk away. And that's that's something that a lot of fighters don't get the opportunity to do. So I, I very much appreciate her career. I think she is going to be one of those. We're going to see her cornering people, see her training people. She's going to be doing some other stuff in the public eye. I think you guys are uh, going to really uh, enjoy that. Not to be outdone, this Friday, this Friday, no, it's this Saturday, it's this Saturday, UFC Fight Night, Rafael Dos Anjos, that's RDA, versus Rafael, or I think it is Rafael Dos Anjos, versus Rafael Fizib. This fight's going to be fantastic. This is on ESPN. I think the whole main card is on ESPN. Or is the whole card? Majority of the card is going to all but one fight. Why is that fight not on there? That's, I hate when they do that. Um, I'm going to take Fazeev. 
I think he is the slight favorite at the moment. Anyway, I'm going to take Fazeev in the lightweight division here. Uh, RDA has had 44 fights, and he's won 31 of them. So he has a chance here, but I just think Rafael Fazeev, uh, it's his time to shine. You know, we always talk about the main card. We're going to get Kyle Baralo, who is the slight favorite over Armand uh, Petrosian in the middleweight division. I'm going to take uh, Armin, I think is how you say his name. I'm going to take Petrosian who is a slight dog in this fight. Uh, Douglas Silva de Andrade is taking on Saeed Nurmagomedov, who is a, uh, a little bit of a big favorite at minus 340. I know my way around a little bit of betting figures. I'm going to go ahead and take Saeed in the bantamweight there. Um, I think Douglas Sil Silva de Andrade ha has a, a great, or Andrade maybe, ha has a great chance to win this still, but... I, I just, Nurmagomedov is just, gosh, all those Dagestani guys and those Khabib guys, they are, there is a movement coming from there that is just amazing. Um, how many fights is that? One, two, three, okay. I think these five are the main card. Jared Vanderay is going to take on Chase Sherman. I will take... That Jared is a slight favorite. I will take Jared just because that is my brother's name too. Because I like both these fighters. I think they're pretty even. It's a heavyweight. They are gonna be throwing uh, Roman candles like it's the Fourth of July. It's it's gonna be a heavyweight throwdown. I will take Jared in that one. And then in match number five, Cynthia Calvillo is taking on Nina Nunez in the women's flyweight division. Looks like Cynthia is a slight favorite. I'm gonna take Cynthia. And that one, nothing personal. Nina, she's super cool. But I, I just, I feel like Cynthia's gonna, gonna take that one. We'll see if there's any other fights that jump out to me. Antonina Shevchenko, she's the Bullets' older sister, I believe. If I'm wrong about that, I am so sorry, Ant Antonina. But uh, she is taking on Courtney Casey. That is going to be very, very interesting and entertaining. Both of which are trying to rebound off uh, slight skids they've been on. I'm gonna say take Antonina. Shevchenko. That was another one I wanted to talk about. Maybe it was Ronnie Lawrence as a slight favorite. This is in the opener versus Saeed Jakub Kakramanov. I think Kakramanov has a chance to win this. It's it's only minus 140 to plus 120. I say take uh, Saeed Cup. But uh, that will take care of all of our fighting up until this point. Now let's get into the, the three pay-per-views we are going to talk about. Or no, let's go New Japan. Let's go over New Japan real quick. And actually, before we even do that, here is a message from our friends at betonline.com. This is Jeremy the Impact York from Board Check, That Sports Show, and Strong Style. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. 
BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we are back. Make sure to uh, visit our friends at BetOnline. Uh, super cool. We appreciate the read. Uh, you know, I only like to do reads and talk about things on here that uh, that I participate or enjoy. And uh, BetOnline does some fantastic things. So uh, go check them out. They even, I mean, even if you don't want to bet, they have amazing articles and info and, and things like that. And I think you guys will really enjoy it. To New Japan. Uh, last week, we got to see... Uh, Goto take on Tanahashi. These are two legends over there. They slug it out. Tanahashi is kind of the Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton over there. Kind of the uh, the ace is what they call Tanahashi. And uh, he ends up with the victory there. We had Okada defend the heavyweight belt against Jay White. Well, spoiler alert, Jay White is the new IWGP heavyweight champion as he beats Okada. These two could wrestle a hundred times and it would probably be 50-50. It was just an absolute great match if you get a chance to go back and watch it. If you do not get a chance to go back and watch it, that is is, uh, cool as well. I would just implore you to uh, I guess take my word for it. But I think you can go to YouTube and find it. Um, Also, this this week on New Japan Pro Wrestling. That is somewhere. Somewhere. There it is. We had, uh, they have this this format where basically you get a point for every count the referee makes in your favor. So if you get a one count, you get one point. If you get a two count, you get two points. If you get the three count, you get three points as well. And so they had Shingo take on... Uh, uh, tai Chi for I believe it was it was for a, a trophy that they're doing and what it is is you, they, they trade this trophy back and forth throughout the year through various through various contests and whoever has the most points at the end or ever whoever has the trophy at the end of the year is the official title winner for that year it's pretty cool I, I kind of like the way they do it it's different it's kind of like an all-year contest, and then you crown the winner at the very end. You know, kind of like a Super Bowl or something to a point. Uh, but uh, Shingo ended up with the, I think, 11-9 to victory in that one. He actually got a couple of pinfalls, which helped. Uh, tai Chi is, is an underrated talent. Uh, his, his gimmick he has about singing and having uh, his, uh, his female friend come out is, is a breath of fresh air in Japan. Nobody else really does anything like that. So uh, he does really well with it. Uh, and then we got to see the Never Open Weight Championship between former friends, Tama Tonga, who is super cool, big fan of his, I'm a big fan of this guy too. He defended against Carl Anderson, Machine Gun Carl Anderson of the, uh, of the Bullet Club, but also of uh, the Good Brothers. And thanks to outside interference, even though this is a back-and-forth contest your new never open weight champion is machine gun carl anderson how fantastic is that 
Things coming up this week, wrestling-wise, uh, the Great American Bash was last night. We will obviously talk about that in NXT. We will talk about that next week uh, because I don't watch this week's shows until we do this show. So, let's see, we talked about that. Let's talk about Against All Odds, which was the Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. Um, matches that actually mattered. The new Dot Combat Impact Media, or Impact, not Impact Media, Impact Digital Media champion is Brian Myers. He beat Rich Swan. Brian Myers, the friend of Matt Cardona, who is the originator of that. So, okay, that makes sense. And Brian Myers won the title. Good for him. We got to see the Motor City Machine Guns, which are Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. They defeated Ace Austin, the new Bullet Club member, and Chris Bay, the before him newest member. Uh, I like Ace and Chris Bay as a as a champion, uh, as a championship tag team. And uh, Ace is kind of stepping in for Jay White, who is going to be doing more AEW and New Japan things, which makes a lot of sense. You got to have somebody step in. Ace Austin's a perfect Bullet Club member. He he fits in with the uh, the way they carry themselves. Um, Speedball Mike Bailey defeated Trey Miguel in a singles match for the Impact X Division Championship. Uh, these two absolutely tore it up and put on an aerial display of technicality that, I mean, it's it's like if your video game goes on the glitz. It was just incredible. Uh, Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie defended the Women's Tag Team Championships or the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championships against uh, Tennille Dashwood and Giselle Shaw, who stepped in for Madison Rain, who still has a busted Snazola. It happens. Wish you the best. Um, Heath, America's Most Wanted, yep, Chris Har- the returning Chris Harris and James Storm, and the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, defeat Honor No More, which was Eddie Edwards, Kenny King, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and PCO. Um, and the way they won this was Chris Harris, who is retired from in-ring competition, came back and they hit the last call. I think it's the last call. I'm not sure what America's Most Wanted calls it, but uh, uh, leg drop off the top to James Storm holding them. But uh, good to see that as as the this was such a throwback to the originals having the, the Motor City Machine Guns and America's Most Wanted and, you know, the, the, big, the big moment there. Um, Moose showing a completely other side of himself to us. He defeated Sammy Callahan in the Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. I think it was Raven's Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. Uh, it was as chaotic and crazy as it sounds. Moose is showing us that, that he has that other side of him. And Sammy brings that out. I would like to see Sammy take a run at the title and Moose eventually take a run at him when he gets it. Because those two are two I would love to go forward with leading my company. Jordan Grace defeated Tasha Steeles uh, to keep the Impact Knockouts World Championship. Uh, none personal Tasha Steeles. She had a good run with it, but Jordan Grace as your champion going forward, that's that's going to put your division in some really, really good spots. I would like to see some talent exchanges to see people come in against Jordan Grace. 
and uh, eventually her versus Perazzo, her versus Taya, her versus Rosemary. Those are the matchups I want to see. And then Josh Alexander defeated Joe Doring, of course, for the Impact World Championship. I mean, nothing personal to Joe Doring, but he's a, he's a mid-carder. And even with Diener out there, he could, they could, Josh Alexander could have took them both on, and they, of course Josh Alexander's going to win. I just, uh, I'm not a big Josh Alexander fan. He's a good wrestler, I get it, but he's not the guy that I want leading my company, and that's what your world champion does through all kinds of things, media, stuff like that. Um, do we not have, okay, let me. Let's go to Money in the Bank. Because I wanna I wanna end with Forbidden Door. Money in the Bank. Here are some things that happened here. Okay. The men's money in the bank ladder match was one. Oh, it was one. It was uh, between Drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss, Riddle, Seth Rollins, Sheamus, Sami Zayn, Omas, and Theory, who was added to the match uh, right before it started. Theory actually ends up winning this, and I kind of like where this is going. He's not ready to cash in on anybody yet, but within the next four, five, six months, he definitely could be. His program with Bobby Lashley showed that he could take on a top contender. And uh, I look forward to the conniving, backhanded, underhanded, whatever way he's going to cash in. And you guys are going to hate him for it, and you're going to eventually realize it's going to be great. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match between Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Ashka, Raquel Rodriguez, Lacey Evans, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. Liv Morgan wins this. Liv Morgan, good for her. She gets a big win on a big stage. And more about her in a minute. A little bit of a teaser. SmackDown Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey defeated Natalya. And then after the match, a dinged up Ronda Rousey. Took on a cashing in Liv Morgan, who is your new SmackDown, uh, not heavyweight, boy, women's champion. Congratulations to Liv Morgan. You absolutely deserve it. Fantastic. Really, I love when they throw in these little curveballs like that, and that was a fantastic one. She's going to be a good SmackDown champion going forward. I think it'll probably be her and Ronda at at SummerSlam. Be my guess. Uh, the Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair defeated Carmella. Pretty good match. Um, Carmella does some really good work. Bianca's kind of good. She's not big fan of either one of them, and I don't like the matchup. They're, they're kind of they're similar, but then they're different enough to where it just it doesn't mesh very well. United States Championship match, Bobby Lashley defeated Theory, this was earlier, because I said this one, I guess, to uh, win the U.S. Championship. Bobby Lashley is a U.S. Champion, I have no problems with at all. And uh, Theory more than held his own, which helped him come off a loss to win Money in the Bank. And then the Unified WWE Tag Team Championships. The pretty sure, I'm trying to remember now. Um, 
There we go. Yep, as I thought. The Usos defeated the Street Profits. They retained the belts. The Usos is the champ. Just makes sense. They've got to put a good team together or call one up. I don't know who they'd call up at the moment. But somebody's got to take the Usos down. It's got to be a good established team that they haven't ran over already. Uh, that's why I think they're going to have to bring somebody in. But overall, I give money in the bank. Let's see. I, I give against all odds. I give it a six. I give six and a half out of ten. I give money in the bank. I give a seven and a half. Um, there, were, there were parts I really liked. There were parts I didn't. There were other parts I didn't care if it happened or not. But uh, either way, I, I think there's solid things they can build on. And so moving forward, let's get to the last thing: Forbidden Door, AEW Forbidden Door, and New Japan. Uh, there was a buy-in. There was a tag match where Aaron Solo and QT Marshall took on Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Of course, Goto and Yoshihashi win this one. But uh, this was good. Aaron Solo is getting better, and QT Marshall is by far one of the best at selling selling out for the good guys. Just his his expressions, his his overall mannerisms. It's just it's just great. This match was was pretty decent. Uh, Goto and Yoshihashi, as I said, win that one. Um, then we saw Nick Camarado take on Lance Archer. This was a good get back for Lance Archer, who was taking some falls here recently. Uh, he took another weird bump here, but he seemed to be okay. He's he's gotta he's gotta do a little better, sharpen some things up. But Nick Camarado. Showed that he can hold his own with somebody like Lance Archer. And uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see what he can do going forward. But uh, Lance Archer with the win there. Just two big guys who beat the crap out of each other. Uh, there was another buy-in match. Buy-in meaning the pre-show. Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Who are probably wondering why they're not still with WWE. Because they're, they're booked on the low end of the card almost all the time. They faced uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. Swervingly, of course, win that one. Uh, Team Taz is still kind of going at them there, which is a feud that probably should have ended three months ago. Probably started two months ago. It just It's going too long. And the final buy-in was uh, Max Caster and the Gun Club, who, take on, who took on some of the uh, trainees and young boys from New Japan. It was uh, Yuya Uramuri, Alex Coughlin, DKC, and Kevin Knight. Um... Austin and Colton Gunn, for some reason, started running backstage to look for Danhausen, who was messing with them on the big screen. This this basically left their dad and Max Caster all alone versus uh, the the uh, the big underdogs. Eventually, Caster and Billy make the big comeback. They uh, get the win with the mic drop, and uh, just was not the world's greatest match. Probably had to do with the inexperience of Team New Japan. But uh, Castor and Billy, I don't know why the gun club got booked completely out of this. And, and Austin and Colton were just not even in the match. Just, uh, I don't know. Uh, then we started the main show. You get Jericho, Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki, who took on Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota uh, Yumino. It's a pretty good match. Uh, really, it seemed like they were all kind of holding back for the blood and guts, which I will 
hit here in a second. There's basically war games, but they just can't call it war games because WWE owns the rights to it. And it happened this Wednesday, or last Wednesday. Uh, Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki end up winning this. A lot of good moments, actually. Uh, every, you know, Jericho being the uh, crazy heel he is, Guevara playing up to the crowd. I'm glad they flipped him over to the dark side again because him and Ty Conti, the, the more affection they show each other in public, the more the crowd hates them, and so you embrace it. And then Minoru Suzuki is a legend. Although Wheeler Yuta, his game is on an A minus level. He is so close to A plus. It is uh, it, he is gonna be a star somewhere down the road, maybe in the not too distant future. And he's with the right people. We got to see Rapongi Vice versus United Empire versus FTR for the Ring of Honor and IWGP Tag Titles. Dash Harwood and Cash Wheeler are FTR. Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn are United Empire. And Rapongi Vice are Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. Three absolutely classic tag teams. This was back and forth, back and forth. A lot of close calls, a lot of two counts. Finally, FTR wins. They have three sets of tag titles now as they have Ring of Honor. They have IWGP, and they have is it AAA in Mexico. They have one of those. Um, and FTR had one of the biggest pops all night. The crowd is eating these guys up. They are great faces right now. They are great. Uh, when you need a hero to come, it's, it's them. It's absolutely, they're the ones that need to, uh, to save the day a lot. Uh, and, and Trent and Rocky's work is always underrated. Then we got, for the All-Atlantic Championship, a new championship, Pac versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus Clark Connors, who is stepping in for the injured... Gosh, who got injured? It was... I think it was... Just, no, it wasn't Goto. The injured... Crap, I forgot who it was, but Clark Connors... He's a guy you haven't heard of. You, you After this match, you'd know who he is. Because the work between Black and Pac were unbelievable. It's it's like watching the Lucha Brothers versus people. It's just one fluid motion the entire time. Uh, Miro is is just... He is building up so much to where he should have a title run somewhere in his future. Uh, what he's doing now is just off the charts. And like I said, Clark Connors... That guy's gonna gonna elevate himself in New Japan to where I think he's gonna get some some bigger opportunities. He should actually kind of bargain to to do some of the talent exchange and maybe go to an Impact Wrestling. May may he might get swallowed up on AEW. I'd go to Impact and I would uh, let them book me as high as they wanted to. Ultimately, Pac ends up with the win here. This match off the charts, exceptional action the entire time. If you blinked, you missed something. You should go back and watch it. Uh, the Bullet Club, otherwise known as uh, Hikaleo, El Fantasmo, and the Young Bucks took on the Dudes with Attitudes, which is a throwback to a WCW team led by Sting. This time it had Darby Allin and, uh, and uh, Shingo Takaji. Shingo, who I just talked about, 
uh, earlier. It was a trios match, uh, just for the sake of doing it. Good match, and the fact that that Sting has the biggest, like Darby always has his his uh, just cannonball moments that are great. Shingo is always awesome. Uh, dudes with attitudes win this. The biggest takeaway is that Sting is not afraid to do anything, even in his, what, mid-50s or whatever, and uh, this may be my favorite version of Sting. He, uh, he attacks people off entranceway ramps, and, and uh, him and Darby make a good, just good little tandem, and uh, he works well. He, he did great. Thunder Rosa defended the AEW women's title versus Tony Storm. Good match. I feel like if they wrestled again down the road, not right now, down the road, it could be better. Uh, at times it was a little choppy. They're both really good, really seasoned vets. It just wasn't quite as fluid as I thought it would be, but ultimately Thunder Rosa keeps her belt. It was a good, solid match. It just I felt like it could be better. Uh, we got Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP US title. This match, we all know Cassidy can do some fun frill things. He can do some fun entertaining things, some funny things at times. And Will Ospreay is one of the best athletes on the planet, like uh, this generation's AJ Styles. It would be an easy way to say it, just, just ridiculously innovative. So good, so fluid, does things that you just can't imagine. And it seemed like Orange Cassidy was going to prove that he can he can stay with Will Ospreay and sometimes surpass him, and he absolutely did. This match was like, at times, watching two Will Ospreys. In the end, this, this is probably the match of the night. In the end, Will Ospreay wins to keep his belt, but uh, Cassidy showed everybody he's not just a novelty act. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. was obviously going to face... Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, whatever he's going to go by. I think it's Brian Danielson. Either way. Uh, but he had to pull out because of an injury. So, who was his replacement who also replaced him in Blood and Guts? How about Claudio Castanoli? The old Cesaro. Claudio Castanoli. These two, you talk about technicians and, and holds and, and counters. And this was like watching Brett versus Owen from years ago with Cesaro or with Claudio being. Brett and Zack Sabre Jr. being uh, Owen. Claudio ends up with the win here. This probably second best match of the night. The, I could have just watched the last two matches a billion times. And then finally in the main event, we get Jay White defending his IWGP world title versus Adam Cole versus Hangman Page versus Kazuchika Okada. Four of the best wrestlers on the planet. Looks like Cole got dinged up even more in this. I think he'll miss a little bit more time. AEW has uh, almost an A-plus bench right now because of all the injuries. They, Even though they're going for it, even though they are pushing WWE and winning a lot of times, you just, at some point you got to dial back a little bit because you're not any good to the company if you're injured. But uh, it was good to see Okada got the loudest ovation of the match. And uh, in the end, Jay White keeps his belt, who he gets a pin over Cole, his friend. It just, it, it was a weird spot with Cole. I just, uh, I hope he's all right. It seems like he's going to be, but he's going to be out for a little while. 
And then for the AEW Interim World Title, we got John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. This probably the third best match. I mean, th those three matches right there, you could just watch a million times. Uh, they brawled for a little bit, and then it went into a technical battle. And then uh, you know Tanahashi with just his his like HBK, never say die. You got to take me out. I'm the showstopper. And then John Moxley just proving that uh, he's one of the best wrestlers on the planet for a reason. He wins. He keeps the interim belt. Um, I don't know if they're setting up a him versus Punk thing. If so, Punk better watch out because John Moxley might beat the crap out of him. But overall, that card I would give close to a 9 out of 10. I had a couple moments that are going to drop it out of a 10. 9 out of 10. All day long, I, I would just watch two or three of those matches a thousand times. But uh, the whole thing, top to bottom, was great. And then before we get out of here, Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts is war games, but way more injuries. Of course, there's going to be blood. There was weapons. It involved 12 different people. As you had the Jericho Appreciation Society take on uh, Kingston, Ortiz, Santana... Um, Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, and Claudio Castanoli. It was good. There was moments where, you know, just all kinds of things happened. They end up on top of the cage. They, they, there's all kinds of different things here and there. It was the two-ring spectacular. But you have a major injury coming out of it. Santana come in like a house of fire. I uh, was jumping around, a lot of big spots, jumping around all over the place, and then he went to lift, I think, or he went to do something, and his it looked like his, his right leg, I think, could have been his left, his leg just crumbled, and he stayed in a crumpled mess on the outside of the ring up against the cage the entire rest of the time. Uh, that's not good. Looked like the Ridge Holland injury from a couple years ago in NXT where his knee just completely gave out when he tried to catch somebody. Or no, when when he jumped over the rope, I think. No, he tried to catch the guy. But uh, hopefully Santana's going to be okay. Until then, I would almost put maybe Claudio Castanoli and Ortiz together as a team and let them do some fun things for now. Unless you got a better plan for Claudio. But for now, I would do that uh, moving forward. But, hey, I just talked about, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven events and we're over an hour yikes but when there's good competition there's good things going on we always want to talk about it we got so much good stuff to talk about next week but for now that's going to do it shout out to all you amazing people who make it so much fun to come on here and talk about this each and every week talk about wrestling talk about mma thanks to the pfl once again for three absolute great opportunities and events to cover said events or events or opportunities to cover set events. I, I'm just I'm so blown away at, at how fun those were and and how how great they went. Uh, once again, shout out to all you amazing people. I am Jeremy the Impact York. This has been Strong Style. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting.